0: sing? (laughs) No. Nobody wants to hear me sing. You don't want to hear me sing. Uh, I I didn't mean, you know.
1: (laughs) But I can dance. And welcome everyone to a brand new episode of Ian Hates Movies. My name is Ian.
2: Yeehaw. And I'm Kelly.
1: <laughs> I was gonna ask who you were.
2: Today I'm Kelly.
1: What are you on other occasions? Give me a day. Tuesdays. Mopey. I think that's normally what you want.
2: No, it's just an undertone.
1: Undertone of mopiness? Yes. Okay.
2: It's 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 a touch of Eeyore.
1: Well look, Kelly, the only thing I can say is this podcast is about connections. Is it now? Yep. <laughs> You don't it's even true. know. You're so
2: close, I can almost touch you.
1: You don't even know what line that's from, do you? Yeah, no idea. Oh, this is going to be a fun episode then.
2: Yay! <laughs> don't worry, I watched it.
1: I don't know. Maybe you didn't. We'll see.
2: What did you get the director's cut? I'm missing scenes.
1: Before we go into all that, because everyone knows what movie we're doing, I did want to go over the brief story of the movie we were going to do. Okay. So, Kelly, you kind of confirmed this, right?
2: Yeah, I was a little shocked by it, to be honest, um, because I feel like this is one of those things where it had potential. Mind you, neither of us have seen it, but this is what we're going on via Rotten Tomatoes.
1: Well, let's not keep everyone in suspense. We were planning on doing Showgirls. For the first time ever, like Kelly mentioned, neither of us have seen it.
2: I'd like to point out that we are clearly on different pages because that is not what I was leading up to.
1: What were you leading up to? I don't understand. The circle
2: that we just talked about. Oh, I don't care about
1: that. That's not part of the show.
2: I know, damn nudity, right. No, NC-17, which can't be found anywhere other than illegally or just straight-up hardcore DVD copy.
1: So you cannot watch it on Google Play, you can't watch it on Amazon Prime, you can't watch it on any of that stuff. So we had to call an audible, and we did not see Showgirls. so that's still on the list of things we can do. We're basically trying to make it till next week when Guardians comes out, so. Yep. Basically, we're passing the time, so we thought, well, what else are we going to do? And then Kelly looked up Circle.
2: And neither of us could get to the theater.
1: But also, you saw a Rotten Tomato rating for that too, right?
2: Yeah, Um. so this is the one with Tom Hanks that just came out. And, um, Forrest Gump? With Gump and with Hermione. And come to find out, it's doing a whopping 17% on rotten so that's that sucks
1: i guess we should have seen that coming because all of the publicity dropped off drastically once they realized it wasn't going to do well
2: oh interesting i'm just still so trying to ignore most commercials thanks that guardians now has underwear and dorita chips and car insurance, insurance and yes. you know stuff like that
1: no it's really yeah. awful yeah once again we are worried about it but we are going to see it. So yep. I'm hoping for the best.
2: Fingers crossed.
1: Yeah, we don't want to talk badly about it. We want to yeah. enjoy ourselves and have a great, like, Logan experience or Captain America Civil War or something Deadpool. good. That's what we want. So hopefully that will happen. But, yes, we had to call an audible and we said, well, Kelly loves speed. Mm, and they're movie. Either or. Mm. You could use some <laughs> speed right now, I think.
2: I know. I'm, I'm dragging ass a little bit here. Um, yes, no, I, I very much enjoy the the Keanu experience.
1: And are you a fan of a Miss Sandra Bullock at all?
2: Um, She's got some good stuff, mostly. I mean, we're talking about Jeff Daniels if we're going to get into Speed, though. I mean,
1: but we're not, because that is definitely not the point of me bringing yeah. Speed.
2: Pulling teeth trying <laughs> to get him to review this damn movie. but Whatever. We're not doing it. It's fine.
1: There's no way we're reviewing Speed, because everyone's done it, and there's nothing new to say about it.
2: Fine. Don't push yourself or be inventive.
1: There is literally nothing you can say about that movie that hasn't been done already. That's a guaranteed (sighs) fact. Fine. Just letting you know. So I said, look, because I want to take care of Kelly and I want her to have her favorite stars (gasps) in a movie together, what is that next logical movie for Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves?
2: Is there other options in this movie?
1: So I don't even know if there's a third time. This might have been the last time.
2: Hmm, Interesting.
1: The lake house. House. We did it. <laughs> I can't believe it either, but we did it.
2: Mind you, I'd like to point out that I also offered to do Bam Stroker's Dracula, and he still picked the lake house over that.
1: Yeah, because I didn't want a fucking long-ass movie. Is that the <laughs> only reason? Yeah.
2: Keanu's ridiculous accent in that particular movie wouldn't have done anything for it now? Okay.
1: Not for that long of a movie. Like I didn't even <laughs> want to do Showgirls no. because of how long that movie is. You know Showgirls That's is long, over two hours?
2: Good. Yeah,
1: I can see that, though. Could you? It feels like two hours. Yeah.
2: So I was a little intrigued with Joe Girls. Um, so I did a summer research, and from what I could find, is that you actually just can't stream NC17 movies, apparently.
1: Now, I guess that makes sense because that's what I was saying yesterday when I was looking it up. I was like, oh, mm-hmm. is it because it's NC17? But what's weird is on my PS4, Amazon will bring it up and just say it's not available in my location. I'm right. like, what the fuck? Boston? You're I, right. Okay.
2: <laughs> yes.
1: So, yeah, we didn't do Showgirls. Maybe at some point we'll get some, quote-unquote, hard copies. And we'll go ahead and we'll... (laughs) (laughs) Kelly likes that one. I love... Anniversary edition. Once again, can I break the fourth wall and Deadpool this again? You guys don't understand, but Kelly (laughs) sometimes laughs but doesn't laugh on the mic, which is great for a podcast.
2: (laughs) That's because it's not... It's not needed to be pushed that hard, no, I think.
1: it does need to be because it's a podcast. It's a audio... <laughs> no, the joke's not that good, so
2: I'm like, I'm not going to get this connection. That's not true. That was not true. That was a great <laughs>
1: joke. We all know that was a great joke. We'll do Showgirls at some point, but we did watch The Lake House.
2: Yay!
1: And Kelly, I gotta say, I am going to rip into this movie, but I was laughing most of the time. I wasn't even angry.
2: Okay, well, that's good. At least that's a positive. I didn't hate this like I thought I was going to. I kind of like that they did a fairly decent fantasy element with this. And they didn't fuck it up too much.
1: Oh, wait, wait, wait. I'm not saying they did anything good.
2: Yeah, but you didn't hate it. It no. didn't anger you. So it that's was, a big deal.
1: I guess the best way to put it is it was it was accidentally funny. That's what it right. was. So,
2: well, it's, one of the, it's like one of those bad movies that you think is funny, which shouldn't be funny.
1: And that's what this and, was. And look, for all the DC fanboys out there, I would watch this movie... Two times in a row than watch Batman v Superman.
2: Do you like this more than Leap Year?
1: I thought about that. First of all, I don't like Leap Year, nor do I like this movie. If we're
2: going to compare the two, which one would you have to be shoved to watch again?
1: I think what worked for Leap Year was Amy Adams put a lot into that character of annoyingness. But she was there in the character. It never felt like Sandra Bullock was actually acting. It was really strange.
2: They both came off board.
1: Of course. I mean, they weren't given anything to work with here. Yeah, no. But Amy really. Adams was, like, going out of her way to, like, fucking fall and cow shit and stuff and do all this slapstick bullshit. So she was okay. immersed in the role. Uh, That's the way okay. I would look at it. It's better than basic.
2: <laughs> not according to... Actually, no, yeah. yeah. No, you're right.
1: According to Rotten Tomatoes. I would say the only Barely. thing that saves Suicide Squad is Margot Robbie. It's probably the only thing that makes well that better. But in general, the storyline for this movie is better than any DC movie <laughs> there
2: is. <laughs> <laughs> so were you surprised by anything in this? I was intrigued to see how they were going to pull off. Like, a, My mind was like, well, are they going to do the whole alternate dimension thing? Where is this going?
1: So I guess the ending within 10 minutes. The only no. thing that I didn't guess was who he was okay that's giving credit for someone else because i did not get that but i laid out the entire process of the movie like literally said this is what's happening now Mm -hmm. this is what's going to happen at the end of the movie i was completely right i just didn't have who he was and for people who have seen the movie they know what i'm talking about people who haven't maybe we wait for a second on that all right so why don't you give the overview of what we knew going into it
2: Um, You know that they're exchanged, these two people are exchanging letters, and apparently both have lived in this house the same, uh, at different times, but for some reason... Wait, hold on,
1: Kelly, hold on. What type of house?
2: Fishbowl on a lake, I believe is how it was described. I was just going
1: for lake house so that you would say... There's no,
2: yeah, I know, there's no, uh, it's just windows, pretty much. But, yes, they both lived in this lake house, apparently at separate times, but are able to communicate through a magic mailbox.
1: I guess that's a good... That's a good way to put it. A time traveling mailbox? There happens to be a time portal.
2: There's a wormhole. Yes. And that's how it... Because
1: they can send things to each other other than letters. Right. I mean, the whole time the movie was playing, I was thinking of very graphic things that they could do.
2: Oh, please elaborate.
1: I don't think I have to. I think I'm pretty sure you can imagine things being inserted into a mailbox. Lovely. But that's how my mind works, so... I think what's humorous about that in general is this is a romance movie. You know, it's mm. a love movie, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I guess it used to be a book as well. Yeah, it was a book. I obviously did not read the book, Kelly. Mm. You read the book. Mm. No. <laughs> but yes, I would say, Kelly, you are probably right because this is what I was talking about while I was watching the movie. I think they're in not only an alternate dimension, but mm. then there's also a time traveling element to it as well oh yeah there's definitely the time travel thing but I think it's an alternate dimension because I would go so far as to say in this dimension there is no internet okay and no lottery no anything that you would do if you were two years apart from someone and the person in the future was able to tell you things about the past
2: okay you understand this movie was written for chicks who don't care
1: um I'm going to disagree because chicks care about money
2: your chicks care about money
1: yo chicks care about money like what does that mean what does that
2: mean well no because i mean when you go into these fantasy romance movies that stuff never comes up especially if it's not this movie is initially pimped out to be a time traveler movie anyway
1: if things aren't coming up in those stories i'm a little worried but um do
2: you feel that either one of those people are actually hurting for money either though because you have a doctor and an architect
1: it's true But still, wouldn't you test something out and say like, hey, this was a year ago's lottery numbers. Why don't you go ahead and play it and see if it's real or not?
2: I think the only thing that kind of crossed my mind is when they initially start doing, well, the dates are wrong. I'd take a photo of the newspaper and send it to them.
1: That's also true. Well, look, we should also explain to people that is literally a mailbox with the flag on it.
2: Oh, yeah. Old school.
1: And it's not that you put in a letter or a book or whatever and then you close it. And it disappears and then it reappears with whatever note or whatever. The flag also goes up and down.
2: Oh, yeah, <laughs> so which is fantastic.
1: I thought that was one of the funniest things.
2: Yeah, I think that's kind of fun.
1: Also, wouldn't you think that they would tell someone? They like, did hey, well, no, no. I mean, like, hey, why don't you come out here and look at this? Eh. But once again, it is a romance novel, romance uh-huh. movie, so no one would really care about it. No that. logic. Right.
2: Romance. Ta da. Ta da. Yeah, you got it to die for that?
1: I don't know. We're not done with the show yet. <laughs> Shouldn't you have waited until the end there?
2: <laughs> oh, it's one of those nights. Anyway, so how are we going to dive into this one?
1: I mean, I can give a quick overview of the characters if you want. All right, sure. Because what I'm expecting from this is I'm guessing that most people out there have not seen the movie or read the book. Yeah, I know. And it's not one where they're going to go, oh, I need to watch this or read this before we listen to the podcast.
2: Yeah, no. I think this would be one of the ones that you kind of just stumble upon on Netflix, and you're like, "eh." All the girls are over. Let's put on this. Hopefully, there's nudity, which there wasn't, which
1: sucked. It's a PG movie.
2: You can still be male topless in PG.
1: Not only was it a PG movie, it said for some language and a disturbing image,
2: which would have been what
1: the bus scene. <laughs> I was gonna okay. s- look. I was gonna say Sandra Bullock's haircut. Oh,
2: so bad. <laughs> So bad. Like, it, really? It's that's bad. Like, that's a hack job. Yeah,
1: it's bad, and then it gets really good because she's hot again, and then it reverses to nasty again. But Horrible haircut. We're being it's really catty here, Kelly. Your
2: kind of hair. Like, it's...
1: Oh. <laughs> it's Americana. Yes, that's what it is. <laughs> All right, so let's go over just the brief overview of characters. Okay. And I guess timelines as well. They go back and forth between Keanu Reeves in 2004 Mm. and Sandra Bullock in 2006. Mm. This movie also, by the way, came out in 2006. Yes. And did we say what the Rotten Tomato score was? We didn't. What is it?
2: It is a whopping 35%.
1: Which isn't terrible for a movie like this.
2: Yeah, no. I mean, we've kind of averaged around this for these kind of rom-com things.
1: So Keanu Reeves is a construction worker or a construction lead worker, or whatever. He owns a company that makes standard condos.
2: He's an architect who works for a condo development complex. I thought
1: he owned it. I thought that was the point.
2: Uh, whatever. Gray there, area.
1: There are a bunch of things that are never completely answered in this movie. Anyways, no, or it doesn't or ever really brought matter. Back to. Right. He has a father who's a owner of a huge architect firm. Right. Right. And then he has a brother. And let me ask you this, Kelly: Did he ever look like he had maybe one emotion the entire movie?
2: Really bad casting, because doesn't really fit in with that family dynamic. Like you didn't, I feel like you found a throwaway for this for this character, and the character isn't even really needed so much in the movie.
1: So the reason why I asked you that is because he looked like he was going to cry in every single episode. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, no. Like, that's what I was throwaway. going for, Kelly. The back and forth. Remember.
2: He's a throwaway. But yeah, no. He had a emotion through the entire film.
1: It was literally like he was going to cry. Every time, no matter what, there wasn't anything bad going on. He still looked like he was going to cry. So Sandra Bullock is a, I guess I should say this too. So Keanu Reeves is also single. Right. Sandra Bullock is in the year 2006. She, on the other hand, lives in Chicago now after living at this lake house that he fixes up and builds. And she's a doctor, right? Right. Right. And when you meet her, she's got a dog named Jack, who's a girl. Right. And she's very depressed. At least for me, I was like, okay, well, this is a romance thing. So did her previous husband die? Did she divorce? You know, what like terrible thing happened to her in her life that has made her have that haircut? And then also be mumbling all the time and wearing like stuck up clothes and working all the time and just hanging out with the dog.
2: So she came off depressed to you? Extremely. Hmm.
1: She was heartbroken or something. Like something had happened to her love-wise that made her sheltered and closed off to everybody.
2: See, I got solemn and cold.
1: From being hurt in the past?
2: Just like a general, like I've met those people where oh. it's not anything in particular, but it's just like a solemn, got nothing to say kind of quiet. It's kind of like the mood I'm throwing off tonight for whatever reason. <laughs> yeah, it's what It's kind of what, what happened? apparently is going on. I don't know.
1: We did such a great Woo. movie. How can apparently. you not be excited?
2: That's, I mean, yeah, I didn't go to depression, but it's one of those. This is going to be, I'm going to play with this fantasy and she's going to continue to write through this mailbox because it's intriguing, but it's not, there's no faith put behind it. Like she's not that person to get like overly excited, you know, like if that's yeah. how she feels.
1: At the beginning for sure. Right. So Keanu Reeves fixes up this lake house. It turns mm-hmm. out that his father actually built it a long, long time ago and he's kind of estranged from his father. Right. And in this lake house... He finds a letter in the mailbox and it's from her in the future. Now, he doesn't know that, but it's from her saying, hey, I moved away from the house to go move to Chicago to pursue my job or whatever. And she apologizes for paw prints that are in the walkway. She said she didn't do it. It was already there and says, hey, the mail sucks, basically. So if you could forward the mail, that would be great. The other thing, too, is that when they're reading the letters, they're doing something else in the scene itself. And then they are putting no emotion whatsoever into this reading. It's some of the worst voiceover work (laughs) I've ever heard in my life. It's so bad.
2: Yeah, it's just kind of basic... Da 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 Like there's there's just that undertone rhythm to the reading, and there's no enthusiastic whatever, which you wouldn't get initially from that note anyway, because it's a hey, the mail sucks. If you could do this for me, that'd be awesome.
1: That's true. But it doesn't change for probably half of the movie. Yeah. yeah, Then there's some emotion, but really still not that great. Yeah. So then Keanu's like, what the fuck? No one's lived here. This is like abandoned. Right. There's no way anyone was living here before, so you're mistaken. You're a dumb blonde. Like, whatever.
2: (laughs) I think you mean the house down the street. (laughs) Yeah. You put it in the wrong mailbox, you don't actually live here. It
1: was funny. He did say that, like, exact thing. And then she's like, fuck you. That was my house and blah, blah. And then she had mentioned the paw prints thing. And all of a sudden, when he's working on the house, Jack shows up and starts walking through it. And then you're like, oh, wait a second. Is he in the past? (gasps) What? What? craziness brings an extra level to this movie drama so they start going back and forth and at first it's this whole like they don't believe each other but then she tells him on this night in this year be careful because it was snowing or whatever." and then he just happens to read it at the exact same time that he looks outside and all of a sudden it's snowing right it starts snowing what's also kind of funny too and i did want to bring this up just I know there's no logic in these romance movies and stuff.
2: Yeah, mm -mm, no. Mm -mm.
1: The lake house itself is located in Madison, Wisconsin. Chicago, yeah, Chicago, Illinois. I kid you not, I put this in Google Maps. That's a two and a half hour drive.
2: I was going to say, that's not close.
1: So, what you as a viewer and a listener right now have to think about is that in order to communicate, she's living in Chicago. He's in the lake house in 2006. She has to drive from Chicago over to the mailbox whenever they're corresponding. Now, because that's unrealistic compared to the other things that are realistic in this movie. Right. They show their conversations as voiceover work as they're both looking at something else. Like, normally almost writing what they're planning on saying to each other. Right. And then they never show that they're going back and forth to the mailbox once they initially show that they're standing at the same mailbox at different timelines and putting a letter in and the flag changes and all going that Going
2: up and down and da-da-da, right.
1: Just a little thing because, you know, I do like to go in-depth into the movies, so I had to see... How long that drive was? It's a fucking long ass drive.
2: So I mean, it's also because I know that there was a theory that was posted online about this, about why they're having this kind of alternate reality. And the lake that the things actually built on is part of the forest reserve where they started testing the atomic bomb Ooh. way back when. So that was like this weird, like undertone theory thing. And I'm like, that would have been an interesting thing to throw in.
1: If all of a sudden they just soak stacks like in the movie Teeth.
2: Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> it's it's a radiation thing, and that's why you have a magic mailbox.
1: I mean, Kelly, the thing I was worried about was how much are they paying in postage? Oh. But um, I'll be here for part of the night. Maybe uh, not no. even that.
2: We're checking out 20 minutes in. It's cool.
1: No it's way, fine. man. We're going for two hours in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> two fucking hours. It's going to be great.
2: So we'll cut out of this and start talking about The Matrix in about 10 minutes if we're going to do that.
1: There was only one. So True. Yeah, I wanted to call him John Wick. Like the amount of times I said, this is a prequel... Another movie, John Wick with the dog.
2: Yeah, it's true. Mm -hmm. Hence the setup and letdown.
1: I'll give you that. Thank you. So they start believing each other, then they start doing like quote unquote romantic things for each other. Like Keanu Reeves makes a map of Chicago of like all these places that she needs to go, and it's like she's walking with him thing, and it's such bullshit. (laughs) <laughs> it's like I wouldn't do that if you were really here, Sandra Bullock. Like if Sandra Bullock showed up in my apartment and said, Let's go to Chicago and walk around all these areas, it'd be like, That's really tiring. Like you're here, I'm here. Like
2: Whoa whoa. Are you saying when you go on dates, you don't take them on the freedom trail?
1: I've never been on that thing ever. <laughs>
2: it smells amazing.
1: I've lived here for years. I'd rather go to King Richards Fair. Yay <laughs>
2: <laughs>
1: Hee hee. So yeah. It's that kind of back and forth. And the whole time, I'm also thinking, so what happened to her? All that kind of stuff. Really, nothing happened to her. There's no reason for her to be the way she is. Right. With him, they go into some backstory of why he's estranged from his father. Mm-hmm. And it turns out that their family was having problems, and he left her. And it turned out right after that that she like, had cancer or something.
2: Right, some sort of illness and she passed di- away. Yeah,
1: she died like a year later or something, and he didn't show up to the funeral And this is all pretty unnecessary backstory. There was no point to this. Yeah, not really. One thing we definitely have to mention, near the beginning of the film, like almost right at the beginning of the film, when you learn that Sandra Bullock is a doctor, she's talking to someone outside of the hospital or whatever. And across the street from her, a guy gets hit by a bus. Yeah. So that's a graphic scene, the quote-unquote graphic scene that they talk see. about.
2: You see what kind of looks like a car accident, and then they're like, oh, there's a person laying on the ground. Right.
1: I just thought it was a bus that hit a car, but it turned right. out that there was a Until guy. there was a person. Yeah. So she right. is holding him in her arms, and then you don't hear about anything. You just see her be kind of sad. But right. she was already sad before, so there's really right. not a huge difference. Yeah. But it turns out that that guy died in her arms that day. She couldn't save him.
2: Right. Which I kind of hate when they do blatant foreshadowing like that.
1: True, but I bet you over 50% of the people don't guess that that was him.
2: So you're saying over 50% of people have never seen any other type of romantic movie because they're all kind of fucked up like that.
1: Start naming them.
2: City of Angels.
1: <laughs> Continue. Um, Silence of the Princess Lambs.
2: Brides. Silence of the Lambs, They're all kind of... <gasps> But you are Romeo and Juliet. Like, they're all kinds of fucked up true, romantic true. things.
1: So I guess they start getting closer. I guess this was like the early... Like, maybe this is why we have online dating. <laughs> <laughs> it's because of this movie. I don't know. It's a possibility. I mean,
2: she's still rocking a flip phone. So... Yes, this that is true.
1: But that's why I'm saying there's no way they have internet because the first thing she should have done is look up his name. Oh, and yeah, right? see where he is. Yeah. Right, if, or who he is. Yeah, if you've already... Decided between the two of you that you're talking between dates, mm. 2004, 2006, then the person in 2006 should be looking up the person in 2004 or vice versa, too. Yeah, and
2: finding their MySpace. Right? That yes. was big back then.
1: <laughs> Those MySpaces are still around. I could look still- <laughs> up who they are and see where <laughs> they are in MySpace.
2: Terrifying.
1: And Friendster.
2: Yep. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Ooh.
1: I never had a Friendster account, though. That was before my time. Yeah, no, mm-mm. But I did read it on Wikipedia. <laughs> so, yeah, that's why I think this is a dimension or a universe or whatever that they don't have those things. Right. He's showing more interest, which is total romance novel bullshit: oh, is yeah. that the guy yeah. is always chasing the girl and the girl's like sheltered and closed off and everything. So, ugh. Well, Kelly, you're. Men
2: aren't, visu- men aren't visually driven and he has no idea what this chick looks like, but whatever.
1: I know, I fall in love all the time with people I just randomly write to. I go over to the Charles River and I just throw messages in bottles. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in love with so many why? bottles.
2: Because fuck match, that's why. Yeah, that's
1: <laughs> That dude on those commercials is such a dick.
2: Have you seen the new feature where you can now stalk people? Yes. The Miss Connections
1: thing? I'm, I'm actually like, oh, thinking of actually signing up because <laughs> I just want to run up to someone randomly and go, look. Look, that's you. This is me.
2: Internet. Yeah.
1: <laughs> this is legal stalking. It's fucking awesome.
2: Yeah, it's terrifying. <laughs> they always know where you are now.
1: Even Tinder doesn't do that. They tell you the mileage away, but you gotta know a direction. Right? Matt's does it. They should sponsor us. <laughs> Why don't they sponsor this show? Wow. <laughs> I would do a whole feature on Ian hates love called Match Attack. Yes. And it would just be random weirdos. (laughs) Yes. Oh, we have great ideas on the show. (sighs) So unfortunately, Mm. Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves don't have that feature. (laughs) So they're just writing back and forth. Like it's a fucking declaration of independence or some bullshit.
2: What triggered their first fight?
1: So you got a little ahead of yourself. There's a lot of explaining we have to do before we get to that kind of. But So what happens is as they're kind of getting closer, like she mentions that she misses the trees that are at the lake house. So he somehow, I guess, has carte blanche for any construction site of anywhere, anytime, because right. he just starts planting those trees at night in Chicago in 2004 without anyone stopping him. And he just plants those trees from the lake house in front of her, what's Building. going to be her apartments. Right. So right there is when I say, oh, they're doing a Back to the Future 2 where there's a timeline change. Mm. So that's when originally, when I said at the beginning of the movie, I said, okay, well, he's not alive in 2006. So somehow she has to figure out why and then tell him not to. That right there is showing that whatever happens now is what's actually happening in the past and not what did happen in the past. Right. And then she mentions, if you're really from the past, go to the train station at this time. I left my favorite book that was going to be like a gift for my dad or something like that. From. Hmm?
2: From, from her from. dad.
1: Oh, okay. And what's the name of the book again?
2: It's a Jane Austen. It's called, I want to say like Prelude.
1: Perseverance or?
2: Something like that.
1: The audience needs to know how long does that go for (laughs) Ah, persuasion there it is found it real time there folks look how good that was he goes and he does find the book and he sees her making out with a guy but the guy leaves her and she goes on the train so he also sees her for the first time there And this is probably one of the funniest lines I thought in the movie that was probably unintentional. He's talking to her now. They're doing the back and forth writing thing. So it's the voiceover. Mm. And he's like, why didn't you tell me you were so beautiful? And I just thought that would be very presumptuous of her to have in some time before been like, by the way, I'm fucking beautiful. Yeah. (laughs) Just so you
2: know, I'm
1: hot. I'm fucking Matt Stockable. So (laughs) look that up in 2017. You'll know what I'm talking about. Swipe right. But she doesn't know what he looks like. Right. At some point, somehow, he's walking around and the dog goes crazy. Jack goes crazy and starts running away. Mm. And he runs all the way to the guy who Keanu saw kissing her. Right. It turns out that was her boyfriend. Yeah. Right. Her boyfriend, Morgan. Were they living together in a house?
2: No, she mentions this before about how cuz she meets Morgan in 2006 like they have like a running into and yeah. she goes you just suddenly throw all this stuff at me I come to visit you and suddenly I meet the whole fucking town in your house like stuff like that and it was her birthday so he threw a surprise birthday for her with everyone he knows in the town that she's never been to
1: and don't forget people he doesn't know.
2: Right, apparently. Because it's a, it's, it's a kegger, everyone show
1: up. In 2006 Morgan shows up, even though they haven't dated in two years or whatever, Mm. a year, whatever the fuck, shows up in Chicago and just like, hey, let me take you out to dinner. It's the fanciest place in Chicago, but he didn't make a reservation. So at that time, they're like booked for months and months and months. Right. So, you know, that's foreshadowing. You know, that's going to come into play at some point. So. That's when she then talks to him, tells us, the audience, technically, about the party. And then he mentions, well, you're also making out with that guy. And she was like, what is this, junior high? We were kissing. So I'm putting everything together in my head.
2: I can follow the story. Yeah. Yes. So Continue. I think
1: she tells him, she tells Keanu about the party because he questions her on Morgan being the boyfriend because obviously he saw her making out with him at the train station then jack runs away he sees morgan and realizes this is morgan and kate i think is her name i think his name's alex her name is kate right so he's like hey well i've never met you before but we're having a surprise party for my girlfriend so why don't you drop by and I'm like, okay, that's weird as fuck.
2: Yeah, a little bit.
1: Why would you ever do something like that? And by the way, we haven't even talked about the best character in the entire movie. And that's a little character called Mona. <sighs> I felt so bad for her. She was super yeah, hot. A little bit. You didn't think so? Eh. Everyone go ahead, look up Mona. Look up pictures yeah. of her. See if you like her. I was fine. I was like, yeah, this is good. I didn't know why Keanu didn't jump on that because she's just throwing herself at him the entire movie it didn't make any sense why he wouldn't have done anything with her before he started writing what you don't think so
2: i have no comment on this particular yeah i don't know why guys don't go after women who throw themselves at them
1: no that's not fair oh that's not fair explain he doesn't have any backstory to why it wouldn't work so She wants more than just a night of sex and stuff. She's all about him. Look, I'm very good. Very good at knowing this stuff. Interesting. Very good at knowing this stuff. So Mona happens to run after him full speed in boots, might I add, that she got because of him.
2: Right, because she's an idiot and walks around a construction site with heels on anyway.
1: She wanted to look good for him. Do you have some problem with women trying to look good for guys?
2: Oh, I'm sorry. Are you saying that women can't look good in boots? It's 2017. Just galoshes like she bought.
1: <laughs> no, she bought
2: no, fancy LLV boots. Specialty no, bullshit. She,
1: didn't buy, she didn't buy galoshes. She bought fancy, fancy boots.
2: She bought hideous cowboy boots.
1: But they were probably very expensive.
2: Mm, Just intelligent saying. Intelligent
1: one. Yeah, guys are looking for intelligence. All right.
2: But you won't take them if they throw themselves at them, so I don't know. Where's the fine line here?
1: Some people are gentlemen, some people have self-respect.
2: Do those coincide or cross over at all? Not all the time. Yeah, I don't think so.
1: (laughs) Not all the time.
2: Yeah, it depends on my mood. We'll be gentlemen today and I'll be respectful tomorrow. Yeah,
1: you never know. So Mona and Alex Keanu whatever, whatever get invited to the party. So he knows now that she's going to be there. She obviously it's doesn't. Her party. Yeah. <laughs> she doesn't know because she's in the future. Right. So I believe that all of this didn't initially happen. No. It happened because of the things that they're changing in the past.
2: Right, cuz he's more self-aware of what's going on.
1: The other thing that they talk about, too, and the reason why Keanu ends up having, like, sort of a relationship with Morgan and them is that he's also saying, well, I can get you a lake house at some point. And Sandra Bullock has always wanted to have a lake house or live on the lake, I guess.
2: Which they give you no backstory on or why she's drawn to this.
1: Right. But what does it matter? Once again, the logic thing? Come on. Yeah, no. So then... The party happens, and in this party, she is not happy to be there whatsoever. She's very, very cold and distant from Keanu when he tries to have like a private moment with her. Mm. Let's keep in mind that she thinks he's with Mona. Everyone at right, the party thinks that. Because it kind of comes game.
2: off that way because Mona's kind of all over him anyway.
1: Yeah. Like a match app. <laughs> what a weird reaction to that.
2: Yeah, it is shivers.
1: So he works his way through the ice princess. And finally gets to her inner core because he starts talking about that Persuasion book. Because obviously in the future she told him to read it. Right. He so, he has an in. Yes. And now I guess it's a little meta because this was a book originally talking about another book that is about waiting. And I guess they go through what the story is. Mm. The story is about two people who meet at one time and the timing isn't right. So they go apart for years, and then they get back to a time where they have the ability to make things work. Right. So it's like second chances, it's all that bullshit. Each other. Yeah. This movie slaps you in the face with the metaphors. They don't even try to hide anything. It's the most unsubtle movie I of all fucking time. I cannot wait for time.
2: you to watch The Notebook if we're gonna play that game. Never. Yeah. <laughs> I will never be
1: notebooked, ever.
2: Um, there'll be a Kickstarter if you guys nope. want to donate. So. There are two
1: movies I will not watch, The Notebook and Titanic.
2: Mm. Yeah, well that's because Titanic sucks.
1: So does the notebook, so
2: yeah, but they use drinking games for the notebook. It's fun.
1: There's drinking games for everything. It's called Get Me a Drink and I'm gonna drink. Called Life. Yeah, that's right. So <laughs> he finally works his way kinda in and they're outside and she's leaving. And then he, like, doesn't chase her. He's just walking behind her. And all of a sudden, music is playing in the house. And it's another, like, blatant, I forget what song it is. It's just, like, something like, I never knew you were here until you were here. And now this is, like, perfect because we're together. Like, it couldn't be any more right. appropriate it's for wh- yeah what's happening yeah. right now. So they start dancing because she's like, you can dance with me if you want. So they start, like, slow dancing together. And then at the right at the end of the song, they start making out. They start necking, <gasps> as the kids call it, I'm told.
2: And <laughs> really? Because I keep hearing people say hooking up, and I'm like, that's not what hooking up means.
1: See, everyone's got different definitions.
2: No. Yes. Hooking up is sex. Making uh, out
1: is making out. But then you start talking about bases, too, and all that kind of no. stuff. Like Everyone's got their different thing.
2: I mean, we can do the whole Bill Clinton, that was not sex, this is sex kind of a deal if we want to. I'm talking full nudity, genital mashing at some point. That's sex. Right. Hooking up.
1: I don't know. What's a blowjob then?
2: A blowjob? Foreplay.
1: No, no. I'm asking, like, what is it?
2: (laughs) What am I working with? I can describe in detail if we're... This is not what we're talking about. Lakehouse, (laughs) pretty romance, parts and flowers.
1: So they're hooking up. Foreplay. (laughs) And, of course, when they... You know, unlock their lips.
2: Sucking face. And look
1: at each other. (laughs) There's Mona and Morgan. And keep in mind, neither of them seem upset. I mean, it might be terrible acting. Yeah, like terrible, terrible acting. Like Morgan doesn't punch him in the face or anything.
2: no, no. He's just kind of like...
1: Huh. And I'm not saying every guy should, you know, punch someone in the face, but then also Mona and Keanu aren't dating. So she has no right to do anything. Like she could easily slap him, but really, he didn't do anything. Yeah, he didn't do anything wrong in that sense. But Morgan and her are dating. Now, did she say they were dating for a week, though? Yeah. All right. So they have no real relationship either.
2: It's already weird. You threw me a fucking birthday party. I've known you for a week and you invited your whole town.
1: Right. And now this is where the timeline, at least for me, seemed a little weirder or a little bit harder to follow. Does she continue with Morgan? Because at some point she moves into the lake house. Right. And she lives there by herself. Right. I think in the original timeline, that's what she does. She leaves Morgan or whatever, even though the kiss didn't happen in that timeline. Right. Or it happened with some random guy and not Alex. Whatever it happens to be, been
2: the breaking point or whatever.
1: Yeah, she goes to Lake House then, and then goes into Chicago. Mm. Sandra Bullock in the future is like, "Why didn't you tell me it was you?" And blah blah blah. And they can't put it together that they're actually changing the past at this point. Right, 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 right. And it doesn't matter. They don't need to. You know what I mean? They don't need to. So then Keanu is kind of getting closer to his father.
2: He's trying to reconnect.
1: Yeah. His father has a heart attack. And it almost seems like, even though he survives it, it seems like the father is kind of reaching out to him to take over one of the businesses or something like that.
2: Right. let the legacy live on, because you're a great architect, too. And he gets into the metaphors of museums and why they're built by who they're built and for what and and all that lighting theory. lighting
1: thing. Which, by the way, we should mention, how long is this movie? An hour and 39 minutes. This movie could be done in 25. Oh, yeah. This movie is a Twilight Zone episode. You could have made this romance happen. No, absolutely. What made me laugh probably the entire movie was editing choices because some scenes made no sense. There was no reason. Remember when you first meet the brother and the Mm. father technically, but you have no idea who they are? They have that little meeting upstairs and there's just a bunch of mumbling. Like you can't hear what they're saying. On purpose, by the way, it leads to nothing in the movie whatsoever, but there's still a scene of it. Gone. You just start yeah. cutting scenes like that, oh, that no, movie yeah. is 45 minutes tops. Oh, absolutely, yeah. The other thing that adds time to the movie is is actually not slow motion, so it's not Batman v Thank Superman God. at least. It's almost like they had a first year out of college cameraman and director. Because did you see how many weird fucking shots that they didn't have to do? Like, remember when he's walking on the walkway and it's just that that downward angle shot and when they went through the spinny door in the building, the camera went with it?
2: Well, like, you don't understand, like, I learned all this stuff and I want to see what it actually looks like with the right equipment.
1: That's exactly what happened in this myself. movie. Yeah. yeah, there was a lot of expression. Yeah. there was a lot. Not and from it used... the
2: actors, but like visually. No. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. No yeah. emotion or anything from the actors. So come on, let's not go crazy here. This is counter reason. Sandra Bullock cashing a paycheck for oh, sure. Yeah, it was.
2: I had to do another movie. Mm, fine, we'll do this.
1: Yeah, please do my hair. Please be a wig. Please <laughs> be a wig. Watch this movie just for the editing. <laughs> And the film, <laughs> so funny. The camera angles are hilarious. Anyway, so they finally decide, okay, we made out at a party. We never followed up. She's like, that's not my boyfriend. Right. Why don't we meet? Let's do it. And like, this is the only time you see like even Keanu like emote anything. Cause he's like, right. let's and do he it now. very much pushing yeah, this. Let's do it. We got to, we got to meet, blah, blah. And she's like, okay, this day, this time, two years later or whatever.
2: Well, two years for him, next week for her or something. Or ridiculous. next day
1: for her something like right. that. Yeah, it's something really quick for her. But what they do is they use the foreshadowing of the restaurant. So two years early, he goes to the restaurant and says, I need a reservation for two years in a day or something from now. Yeah,
2: from this day, right.
1: And they're like, well, we think we can accommodate you, sir. And apparently I mean, this is like a big deal because when she shows up, hostess is like,
2: oh, you're that person.
1: And they're like, oh, this is so exciting. And they give him like free champagne. But of course, He doesn't show up because he's fucking dead. Which, I mean, that would
2: be my immediate thought. And the fact that she sits there all night and you're like, no, I'm sure something clearly happened. Yeah,
1: something happened. He's not joking around with you. (laughs) Like He wasn't like, ah, I've been playing this two-year prank on someone. (laughs) Like It's just not happening. What's also funny, too, is we mentioned that they probably don't have the internet. Do they also not have medical records? Because she could easily look up his fucking name... In the medical records and see if anything has happened to him. I don't
2: know. If somebody died in your arms, I think you'd want to know their name.
1: Maybe. Or maybe she was just so distraught.
2: What a crappy doctor.
1: Well, she's a woman, so. <laughs> there are
2: medical records because that's how she forewarns that the dad dies.
1: Exactly. So why wouldn't she think, oh, maybe I'll just check out this other name, too. So, yes, that's a sort of emotional moment, I guess, is she says, oh, I wish I could be there for you and hold you and blah, blah, fucky, blah, blah. But that's before the meeting, though. That's before the proposed meeting. Right. I think he gets all excited because he's like, we just got to do this like after the father thing. But she sends right. him a book that the father had published in the two years she, or whatever. Yeah, she sends
2: him his memoirs that won't be published until her year. Right. We, then so we, we skipped over the fight, by the way.
1: Oh, yes. So she goes, that's not my boyfriend. And he's like, what? Is that your brother? And she goes, oh, we've got a comedian here. And he goes, Oh, did you eat clowns for breakfast? And she goes, Oh, great. Our first fight.
2: <laughs> like, Something along those lines. It, it was, was
1: bad. Almost word for word, by the way, unfortunately. Yes. Yeah. But then after the proposed meeting does not work out, she never thinks he could be dead. He could be this, he could be that. She's just like, You didn't show up. And he's like, Why wouldn't I show up? That doesn't make any sense. And she's just Oh, we gotta stop this relationship over whatever this is done <laughs> don't talk to me anymore Stood me
2: up. yeah i'm done yeah,
1: I mean, burn it down let's negate that we're doing something amazing by no talking shit. through time like we're not even right. questioning by 15 minutes into the movie or whatever we're not even questioning that there's actual time traveling happening yeah, right now not
2: witchcraft yeah satan's work whatever Doesn't it happens to
1: be yep they don't care relationship over kelly relationship <laughs> over don't talk to me I'm going to send you a box of your shit from the future. <laughs> Which is, by the way, basically what that box is that he leaves at the Pretty top. Of his yeah. Yep. Here
2: are all your shitty CDs. They sucked then and they <laughs> still suck now. I'm trying
1: to think of what music was really popular in 2004 and 2006. <laughs> like Macy Gray or some shit. Oh, uh, High
2: C. Vitamin, C. Vitamin C. Vitamin C. Dude, high
1: C is good all the time. Right. <laughs> She's not doing the two and a half hour drive seven times a day while also being a doctor <laughs> anymore. It's she's wild. done. Yeah, she's he's done with that. So he talks to his crying brother, tells him that, you know, he loves her and she's the realest thing in his life and blah, blah, blah. I know I've said blah, 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 but that's what this movie mm, is. It's a blah movie. It's blah, blah, blah. Right. She talks to random people and she ends up getting back together with Morgan.
2: Right, because she feels that she keeps putting people or she keeps really connecting with people that she has no chance with because I can just easily shove you away or disconnect from you.
1: Which is also similar to that book that they keep talking about, Persuasion. It's that whole waiting thing. Right. So I want something I can't have and I'll wait for it. But she's done waiting for Keanu in the past so because As he stood her mailbox. up. So now she goes out with Morgan mm-hmm. and Morgan ends up moving into her apartment. Now, once again, Morgan is not a bad guy. There's nothing that leads you to believe. Besides him, you know he's supposed to be the douchebag, but he doesn't do anything douchey.
2: No, yeah, it's just one of those, you're kind of socially awkward because you're meaning to do well and you just don't do that well.
1: And he works a lot. Yeah. Because at one point, he asked her to turn down Casablanca that she's watching in the next room. And she goes stomping off and she ends up hitting a piece of wood on the floor in her apartment. And it turns out that Keanu Reeves must have broken into the apartment, known what apartment she was in.
2: Well, no, because the letters he's writing through the fake mailbox or magic mailbox are still addressed to that address.
1: Oh, I guess the apartment would be on there. You're right.
2: Right. Thank you.
1: So he breaks in before it's made. And somehow puts the book that she asked him to get in the floorboards.
2: And it's a loose floorboard and she nearly trips over the damn thing. And then suddenly it's just there wrapped in plastic.
1: But that doesn't make her all of a sudden go back to the mailbox or anything. It just makes her think more of him.
2: Which I don't understand because he leaves a box of her shit in the house. Why didn't he leave that in there? I don't know. And it wasn't Casablanca. It was notorious. Because that was Cary Grant and and Higman Bergman.
1: Gotcha. I don't know old yeah. movies. It's fine. I've been told I don't know a lot about films, so it happens. Weird, right? It happens.
2: It happens. Eh, whatever.
1: So also, when Keanu is basically, you know, quote unquote, moving on, he finds Morgan in the past and gives him, just gives him the keys to the Lake House and says, live in it with Kate. That's what she wants. Right. And he's like, what the fuck? Jack just stays with him. And Morgan just, like, keeps the dog. Right. What the, the whole- fuck? The whole Jack thing made, like, no sense whatsoever. Yeah, I was
2: waiting for there to be some sort of interesting transition or, like, he's actually a fairy godmother and he brings all couples together. Like, you're waiting for some sort of stupid little twist thing for that and there wasn't.
1: Dog is God spelled backwards. (gasps) Did it.
2: Holy mailbox.
1: Holy mailbox. So that also makes the timeline really weird, too, because that would mean then that Morgan and Kate moved into the lake house together... And then ended up breaking up, her going to Chicago, him getting her back, then them living in her apartment in Chicago together. Mm. But anyways, so I think we're at the crux of the movie right now. Yeah, pretty much. So obviously that apartment's too small for both of them. She starts designing or taking designs. She wants something very similar to the lake house. Yeah. Why are you looking? And once again, when you do the look things, people don't know what you're doing.
2: No, I know. So she goes ahead and buys the grandmother house that's on the tour that needs to be rebuilt. Yes. but and she wants architecture film.
1: Yeah, and she wants oh, yeah. the lake house architecture with the lighting and all that kind of stuff.
2: She wants the exposed, uh, yeah.
1: Which it turns out is the company that Alex and his crying brother do once Alex kind of moves on. Because now that their father is dead... I'm assuming they got willed all his money and blah, blah. blah. So they make this lighting architecture company.
2: Vanguard something.
1: Vanguard Visions or something.
2: Which my mind always goes to Vandalay Industries. Yes. I'm (laughs) I'm Art Vandelay. that's wrong. Yes. (laughs) Who's also an architect. Weird.
1: Weird indeed. So when they make it to that place, the brother is there. They're talking about what they can do with the house. And she starts looking around and she sees a picture of the lake house. And (gasps) she's like, I know who drew this where is Alex? Right. And he's like, that's my brother. And strangely enough, the one point that he doesn't look like he's going to cry is when he tells her that his brother died oh, dead. two yeah. years ago, because guess what folks today's fucking Valentine's day. <gasps> you know, it's going to happen on Valentine's day. And it turns out that the person that she held in her arms and died in her arms after the accident, that day was Valentine's day, 2006. So they traveled in time again to 2008. And not traveled in time. They just lived their lives. Right. She and now progressed forward yeah, in time. Now she progressed forward in time. So it's 2008. So she realizes everything. She finally puts everything together. And she drives, I guess, that two and a half hours to Madison, Wisconsin. Puts that letter in the mailbox and says, no, it was you. Please wait. Wait for yeah. me. Wait right. two years. They cut to Keanu, though, rushing to different places. So you're thinking, oh, where he must be going to see her. What's happening? What's happening? So he does. He realizes in his time, in 2006, now at this time, that she's going to be at that square. It's Valentine's Day. This is what she told him before. Mm -hmm. So he's like, oh, this is my chance to see her again, and maybe we can rekindle this. So as he's about to go and cross the street... And right now, just so you know, they're cutting back and forth between her waiting to see if he oh, answers no. the mailbox and him, you know, reading something and looking at her. And he kind of takes a step and then the bus goes by. <gasps> they did it! Yay! All of a sudden you see the flag go up and he drives into the driveway and they meet for the very second time. I guess I want to say first time, but it's the very second time.
2: Right. Right. For the first time that they actually know who the other one is. Yeah.
1: And they have an aggressive makeout scene.
2: Yeah,
1: yep. By the way, won a Teen Choice Award for that kiss. Shut up. <laughs> no, it did. <laughs> and by the way, to get this on iTunes, which is what we had to do for this, they right. show the outline, the background of iTunes when you go to purchases. is that final scene. So you know they get together at the end. If you see it, you're like, oh, well, in the start of the movie, they never see each other. So that must be the ending. They definitely get together. And that's what happened. good job, guys. That's what happened. And that is the end of the movie is they aggressively make out and then they walk towards the lake house.
2: Roll credits. We're done.
1: I was hoping for Mona and Morgan to get together.
2: It triggers something else.
1: But nope. Yeah, what the fuck? Butterfly effect anyone, maybe? (gasps) They're just changing the past willy-nilly.
2: Well, no, it's like Groundhog's Day. you got to keep doing it to you get it right.
1: I'm not going to put it on that movie that that was a Groundhog's Day situation where they were on the final day. I'm not going to. (laughs) That's the whole movie right there. Yeah. And I will say, I laughed all the way through that movie.
2: Yay! Feel good movie for Ian.
1: And I was like, the thing that was interesting was I just kept on saying what time of year it was. I had to be like, okay, that's all right, wait, nope, they went further into the future. I'm just trying to piece everything together. So at least there was an aspect of the movie. I mean, look, it was, of course, muddled, and they were trying to throw you off the case in certain situations. They could have edited better. There could be acting in it. That'd be fantastic. There was no acting. There was no good voiceover acting. All that stuff is bad, but it's so bad that it's funny. Like, you could do a Mystery Science Theater 3000 to that movie.
2: Oh, yeah, no, absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: So it's one of those movies where it's not hatefully bad. Like, I wasn't mad that I watched it. Right. And there have been some movies that we've done that I'm mad. Yeah, Basic is one of them. Batman, Superman is another. Suicide Squad is another. Mm. There are movies that I was mad about having to watch, but there are plenty of movies that we've done in the past that I fucking love. Right. This one is not a love movie, but it at least no. would pass. You There's know, no like, anger
2: here. We're, we're good. It, we're all chill.
1: This is not the anger you're looking for.
2: Oh, no, look at oh. you. Oh, yeah. Star Wars. Star Wars is something May I hate. The fourth, yeah. Totally wearing my outfit. Very excited.
1: You're Sandra May Bullock? the
2: 4th. Uh, I have my phone. I have my Star Wars. There'll be photos via Instagram.
1: Then there will be blood. That too. <laughs> Part of it. Is there anything else we need to talk about?
2: No. So anyway, yeah, no, I'd recommend it because shit, why not?
1: I can't recommend it, <sighs> but it is one of those things where if you were suckered into having to watch a romantic movie, then I would recommend this one because it's funny. And you can have legitimate conversations about time travel while the movie's happening.
2: So not a make-out movie for you.
1: I would specifically wait until after the movie to make out with someone. Just to make sure you don't have the story that says I made out during the lake house.
2: But it's okay to have the I made out during John Wick story.
1: It's okay to have the story that you made out during Schindler's List.
2: (laughs) (laughs) If Seinfeld has taught us
1: anything. Exactly. Seinfeld reference. That would be what I would say. There will always be certain romantic movies that you could choose over others. And this one is certainly not the worst because it is funny.
2: True, And as a personal reference, thinking back, I don't think I've ever made out... Let me rephrase that. I think I've only made out to action movies.
1: I have so many that I t- can't remember what I've made out to and what I haven't.
2: So just background noise for you is really what, what you're saying.
1: I mean, I could tell you all the fucking metal music and stuff. I mean, I
2: <laughs> that puts me in the mood.
1: Yes, it does. Ow. I mean, just imagine that rhythm. You know what I mean? Double bass drum is there for a reason, people. <laughs> bass drop. <laughs>
2: And on that note, romantic movies is what we're talking about tonight.
1: Nah, I think we're done. Yeah, we're good. So, Kelly, do you have anything you would like to plug?
2: You can find me on Instagram at Nerdy Girl Ivy as well as on Facebook at Nerdy Girl Ivy. And I am gearing up to start posting all of my cosplay as well Yay. as pimping out this show again. Yay!
1: Yay! And
2: uh, stay tuned to the new uh, Volumes 2, Guardians of the Galaxy, possible midnight showing on my end to see what nerdy funness is out there.
1: I don't think I can do that because if I heard people talking throughout the entire movie, I would freak the fuck out.
2: In which I'd be able to catch on video and put on Instagram.
1: What, you're a narc now?
2: Maybe.
1: Then you can't hang out with me anymore.
2: It's not a narc.
1: I don't hang out with narcs.
2: Check, I'll even X out your face because nobody's actually allowed to see what you look like. So, we'll we'll keep it all mystery man. There you go. Mysterion.
1: Mm -hmm. And just like always, if you want to support Ian Hates Movies and Ian Hates Music, you can follow all the links in the description of this episode. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, all those things. You can email me, ianhates at gmail.com. Go to the website, ianhates.com. I don't know how it gets any easier. ianhates.com.
2: Soon be able to stock via match.
1: Hopefully, yes. Can we get a Kickstarter going so that I can get a match account under Ian Hates? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I would just love for women then to take screenshots of where it says, You missed Ian Hates. You have a (laughs) misconnection from Ian Hates. (laughs) Be fucking awesome. (laughs) I think seriously, I know we hyped it for a while and then it's been on the back burner. Because we don't have all the artwork and music and everything. Ian Hates Love is a thing. We weren't joking about it. That is on its way. I think that's a great segment.
2: Yeah, that could be a lot of fun, absolutely.
1: But we'll talk about that much, much later because we don't want to get everyone's hopes up again. uh,
2: We're not going to repimp this.
1: You have three fucking shows to listen to. You have Ian Hates Movies, you have Ian Hates Music, and you have Ian Hates Music Conversation Edition. I'm putting out three episodes a week, people. Three episodes a week. So you have plenty to listen to. So don't worry yourself. We'll get to Ian Hates Love at some point. But I think I'd like to thank everyone listening. I would like to thank Kelly for doing the show today.
2: <laughs> Monday. <laughs>
1: and Kelly, do you have anything you would like to say to the audience?
2: Um, how do you hold on to someone that you've never met?
1: Was that a real question or was that just your final No, that's words?
2: the tagline to the movie we just <laughs> oh, Okay, and there just, you go. Okay, cool.
1: And I will leave you the way I always do, long days and pleasant nights. Thanks, everyone.